and welcome back to Stories of Yore with me, Natalie Sia, as we explore folktales, myths and legends from Southeast Asia and beyond. Today, our story is taking us to Sabah in East Malaysia. One of the most famous landmarks in Sabah is definitely Mount Kinabalu. It's the tallest mountain in Borneo, in Malaysia, and I'm pretty sure in the whole of Southeast Asia. It's a world-famous destination, especially among avid mountain climbers. Home to a rich collection of wildlife and plants, including orangutans and the gigantic Rafflesia plants, Mount Kinabalu has been accorded the UNESCO World Heritage status. The mountain is also home to multiple legends and lore from the Kadazan Dusun culture, and these include stories of divine creation, giant kings, and a dragon that guards precious treasure on the very peak of the mountain. But today, we'll be exploring a love story. A tragic love story, actually, between a Chinese prince and a local village maiden. Not because I love love stories, although I really do, but because this story is one of the more popular legends of Mount Kinabalu that gives us the meaning behind the name Kinabalu, which means the Chinese widow. So, here's the story for today. As the legend goes, once upon a time, a young Chinese prince was sailing across the South China Sea. But during the sea voyage, his ship ran into a storm and was wrecked. Cast adrift, the prince was rescued by fishermen along the coast of Borneo who took him back to their village. As he was severely injured, the prince had to stay there for quite some time and the villagers took care of him and nursed him back to health. As he slowly recovered, he got to know the villagers and was soon accepted as one of their own. He also met a local maiden, and before long, they both fell in love, got married, and started a family together. For many years, the prince and his wife were happy. Even though he was born a prince of China, he had learned to work and live as one of the villagers. He had found his new home, and for a while, he was content. But over time, the prince began to feel homesick, and he yearned to return to his homeland. He wanted to see his family again, to let them know that he was alive and well. So he sat down with his wife and told her his plan, that he'd set sail to China to visit his family, let him speak to his parents first, and then he would return to Borneo to take her and their children back with him. The day of his departure came, and with aching hearts, the husband and wife bid a tearful goodbye to each other. Promising to return soon, the prince set course to the east. Upon arriving in China, he was greeted with a hero's welcome. The emperor and the empress of China were delighted to see that their son was alive and well after believing the worst had happened for so many years. There were celebrations after celebrations that lasted weeks after weeks. Then one day, the emperor and the empress happily announced that, since the prince was alive, his wedding should take place soon. The prince was shocked and said that he already had a wife. But instead of welcoming the news, the royal family was furious that the prince had married without their consent, and to a local village woman all the way in Borneo, no less. 
they forbade him from returning and reuniting with his wife, commanding him instead to stay and wed the princess of a neighboring country so they could strengthen the alliance between the two nations. As the son of the emperor and the empress, the prince had a duty to the royal family and his country, and so he had no choice but to obey his parents' wishes. Back in Borneo, the prince's wife was faithfully waiting for his return. Every sunrise, she would climb to the top of the tallest mountain on the land so she could have the best view of the movements of ships on the coast. Every day, she stood there and gazed at the harbour, longing and hoping to see her husband's ship dock. And every sunset, with a heart growing heavier each day with disappointment, she made her way down to go home and tend to her children. The climb to the top of the mountain was not an easy one. The arduous task of ascending and descending every day, plus facing the elements at the peak, began to take its toll on her health. One day, during a particularly difficult climb, she fell ill. But she pushed through until she reached the top of the mountain and once again cast her eyes to the seas hoping to find her husband's returning ship. But he was not there. With her body too weak to descend the mountain and her heart too broken to continue, she sat down on the peak, never removing her gaze from the seas. The sun set and the cold night settled in around her and her eyes closed for the very last time. The spirit of the mountain who observed the woman's dedication all this while was touched by her faith, dedication, and unwavering love for her husband. As an eternal tribute to the woman's faithfulness, the spirit turned her into stone, so she could remain in the mountain forever, with her face looking out over the South China Sea, awaiting the return of her husband. According to legend, that was how the name Kinabalu came about, the Chinese widow. In some versions, instead of a shipwreck, the story begins with the prince slaying the dragon of Kinabalu and taking the treasure it was guarding before meeting and falling in love with the local village girl. But the story always ends with him leaving and always with the wife waiting on her own at the top of the mountain for his return. So heartbreaking, isn't it? Well, thank you for listening and I hope you've enjoyed today's story. If you haven't done so, please do subscribe to Stories of Yours so you don't miss any new episodes. It would be great if you could also leave a review or a rating and tell your friends and family about this podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so through storiesofyore.com. Thanks again and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until next time, hold your stories close and the magic of storytelling closer. <laughs>